0: you never know what you're gonna get yep i hear you yeah <laughs> but man i mean i'm excited to talk about this because it's it's been in the it's been in the zeitgeist i mean it's probably it's been in you know conversation for quite some time yes um but but uh this this one is very near to dear to me as i'm sure it is uh, many others um hey adam good to see you man uh hope uh hope the belt production and sales is going well uh, give you a little wave here. There it is. And Grant's just hopping on. Good to see you this morning, bud. So uh, you know, before we really dive in, though, Andrew, uh, what's uh, what's your weekend looking like, man? You excited? You got anything
1: uh, anything big? Not going on? not really. Just uh, gonna try and relax. <laughs> you know, Good. take some time as, to myself. As
0: <laughs> as, as best uh, as best as any you know small business owner can, right? You know, there's never. Never a hundred percent off. It absolutely feels like. but, uh, good. Good for you. You. have always respected your uh, ability to do good work-life balance, <laughs> uh, which is you know we've talked about that before, and it's important. It, obviously, if you ask
1: my wife, she'll say it's still terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's all. It's all relative, man. I mean, it can, uh, You just tell her it can always be worse. It can always be worse. <laughs> But uh, that's good. That's good. Uh, it was a good week. Any wins to
1: share? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, just generally a good week. Um, we're uh, uh, some good good news. You know, we're now uh, classified as a known shipper, so uh, we can start shipping um, and moving our own containers if we ever need to uh, with the U.S. Customs oh. and Border Protection. Um, Oh, so you're like a legit exporter, importer. Exporter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you tell people you're an importing, exporting.
0: Yeah, and that's that's funny. So for anybody that hasn't gone through that process, the no, no, a known
1: shipper, you wanna you wanna just go quick rundown on what that actually. Means? Yeah. So basically, it, well, for for one, um, you know, transporting goods inside and outside of the United States, um, you know, uh, the um, there's a lot of like regulations behind the the flow of dollars, right? So the IRS wants to know, sure. you know, how money's going in, how money's going out. U.S. Customs and Border Protection want to make for sure that you're not doing anything illegal, um, you, you know, like <laughs> drugs and you know, uh, uh, you know, armunitions, that sort of stuff. Uh, and then, you know, on top of that, you sure. have uh, the other aspects of. Um, you know, just wanting to make for sure that we're monitoring the economy as a whole. So you have like reporting and you have like restricted devices that can go inside and outside the country. So you have to go through this whole process of basically knowing what you can and can't ship, knowing how to document, knowing how to, you know, file the electronic paperwork, um, you know, a bunch of hoops and jumps, right? (laughs) Yeah. And the the primary
0: advantage of of taking the time to do that is just what opens up. You know, yes, yeah, so, opportunities for you internationally,
1: yeah. So basically, it opens up that, but it also makes it easier for us to actually charter, uh, you know, our own freight, right? If we ever need to, so um, we could go to freight forwarding companies and we can have them do it, but you know, they're going to tack on fees and stuff like that. Whereas, if we're a known shipper, we can actually jump through a lot of those because we've gone through background checks. Um, you know, we've we're basically registered like my social security number, my tax ID number, all of that other fun stuff is, is basically housed in some warehouse or, you know, like database, if you will, for customs and border protection. And, you know, I get a stamp, my name and a seal and a number on every shipment, and it just is allowed to go through uh, customs and and whatnot so much quicker. Gotcha. Um, So... Well, that,
0: you know, that, that kind of dovetails in nicely with what I wanted to talk about today in just, you know, all the the third-party infrastructure out there that we as small businesses rely upon to conduct business. Um, and, you know, you identify one there and just, you know, you're you're shipping, obviously, anytime you're trying to move freight uh, to other parts of the world, uh, you're obviously dependent on other companies, even if it's not to the other parts of the world, we constantly love to uh, hear about how terrible, you know, dealing with FedEx and UPS is. And, you know, we're, we're in this interesting time now where it's uh, safe for, you know, way, way back in the day when you had a maybe a brick and mortar cash business, where literally like mm-hmm. somebody is walking up, handing you money, you hand them product. Like, there's there's really no way to not be dependent on some aspect or some third party to conduct business now, whether it's for collecting money, whether it's for shipping yep. your product, whether it's for insuring stuff, whether, yeah, I mean, like the list goes yeah. on and on. And, and and in the creative world, it's like, well, I need to pay for a Photoshop license. I need to pay for a, you know, um, <laughs> what whatever other, you know, tool, you know, using MailChimp, uh, yep. QuickBooks, you know, like there's just like all these little there. And, and it's become normalized that your business uh, you know, requires all of these things. Well, these are just costs of doing. I hate hearing that term. I mean, yes. it's absolutely true that there are costs of doing business, right? Um, absolutely. But it, it feels like, you know, the message that's being sent to us by other companies. is like, well, yeah, if you want to compete, you got to do this, right? If you want to compete, you you got to be taking PayPal, and you got to mm-hmm. be, you know, yeah. doing this. And and I know you have very strong feelings about you know <laughs> PayPal, and I'm. I'm of developing them, you know, more and more every day as we speak. Uh, yeah, But, yeah. Um, you know, I don't run a payment processor. And so it's like, even if you were to break it down to like, okay, how, how do I keep this as, as non-reliant on third parties as possible? Like, mm-hmm. short of having that in-person business, you, you can't, right? So, yep. so today, yep. you know, I really want to kind of dive into what does it mean? Like, what is reasonable risk to take on? Like, what are the tools that you have, like, how do you protect yourself from becoming, say, too committed? You know, I, I, I use the term with you in the past, like, we get, like, pot committed. Anybody that's played poker and stuff, you like, you're invested mm-hmm. in this hand so much to the extent that you, you will continue to throw good money after bad oftentimes just because you, you don't feel like you have another choice, you know? Yep.
1: yep. And
0: that's a terrible place to be for, you know, for anyone, business or otherwise. Um, yes. Yes. Absolutely. So, <laughs> welcome to, to Newcomers. Uh, thanks for, for joining us this fine Friday. I hope you guys are having a, a good time. And uh, so we're talking a little bit about risk management and, and reliance on other uh, third-party uh, platforms for, for doing uh, business. But even if you're not like a small business owner, um, you know, creators, they, out in the creator economy, you know, the, the biggest complaint we hear from, from creators all the time is like YouTube, right? And relying on their algorithm. Uh, to, to, you know, send eyeballs your way and, and how much of an impact that has on, on your business. And that's, that's still a business. You're a creator and you're, you're getting ad revenue. Uh, and you're playing. So I use the term you're playing in somebody else's sandbox. You know, you like to say, you're playing with other people's toys. Um, they get to make the rules. Right. And so. You know, it's 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 all it's all fine and dandy when you start off, but but obviously as the landscape evolves and stuff like that, the rules change, and then it feels like, you know, you were doing great, and the uh, somebody flips the script on you, and it's um, it's incredible. It's it can be terrifying, you know, like you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket. There's, there's obviously huge implications for a lot of companies out there. Um, sure, that that are reliant on a lot of these platforms in the, in the modern age to, to make money. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> oh man. It, 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 gets, it gets crazy, right? Cause you have to, you have to figure out like as a, as a business um, you know, what's, what's the right balance of, you know, allowing, or, you know, in, in some cases playing with someone else's toys versus investing in and in building your own or getting your own to play with your own toys. Right. Um, yeah. You, you know, like so, so for instance, you know, a three D Gloop. We're built on, uh, we're built on Squarespace, right? Mm-hmm. And we decided to do that from really early on because they had a, you know, nice website, you know, interface. You could build it, you can get the e commerce plugin put in. Um, you know, there's a bunch of different options out there. You got like Shopify and sure. uh, you got like WooCommerce if you're gonna roll your own. You got Wix. a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wix. No, there's like, sure, yeah. 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 And, and and there's so many different, you know, like caveats to each one of them. And, you know, for us, what we were looking for was it was something that was well for one, simple to use, but two, okay. that was easy to transition away from in the future. Um, that was day one mindset. Um, we never wanted to hitch our cart to one specific horse and sure. stay with that forever. Um, and it, it's it's interesting, right, to have that sort of mindset as a business, um, you know, because. Well, it, not only would I
0: say it's interesting, but I would say it's unique in that like I, I gotta I'll be honest, like when I was setting up my site, like I wasn't thinking about how am I gonna move away from this in the future, you know? I, I think that's a really important point to make and I certainly look at things with those eyes now. But sure. when you're getting started, you're so fired up to just I wanna get this out there and I wanna get selling mm-hmm. quickly and all that stuff and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, right? it's not. But but you definitely don't want to start going down that road where you feel like you become pot committed, like I was saying earlier. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. Carry on with the. So your thought process on that yeah. So, so up Squarespace.
1: So our thought process was is like this was a unique value proposition because we could. Really quickly build the website. We could really quickly get the e commerce platform kind of set up. And, you know, like we understood we had to play to someone else's rules. But in the future, right, we were uh, in some cases planning on our own success. You know, day one, we knew that we wanted to leverage our success to build a better toy or a new sandbox that we can play in, right? Because Mm -hmm. nothing really fit our application perfectly. We're shipping adhesives, adhesives are classified as dangerous goods. Dangerous goods have a lot of shipping regulations, a lot of regulations just in general, what you can order, what you can't order, uh, where it can go, where it can't go. It gets to be a nightmare, right? Sure. And there's no platform out there that's going to cater to an adhesive business, right? It, it's just, it's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> I mean, these are the compromises
0: that you make when you're, you know, deciding to use another system versus roll your own.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and so from there, you know, we, we started right away just figuring out how could we you know, basically get this MVP and run with it, but also at the same time, you know, put away a little bit of cash. You know, put away a little bit of resources, and whatever we can do to basically unhitch ourselves to this horse eventually, um, and you know, be able to kind of make our own sort of sandbox. And, and that was a very difficult and long road to go down. Certainly. But I, I think it's in. I think it's incredibly valuable to just think in this mindset of wh- whether it's you're going to sell on Etsy, right? Or you're going to, you know, sell on Shopify. What does your future look like, right? Mm-hmm. Can mm-hmm. you leverage your future, right? Like, can you pr- project your future and leverage your current success and your future success on being able to move away and, and, and be your own person, right? Y- or yeah. be your own business, yeah. um instead of having to play with someone else's toys
0: well and, and not only is it a time-consuming thing but what does that ultimately translate to to you it's an expensive proposition to roll your own to set up your it own is infrastructure right and so it that's is. that's why a lot of these third-party systems are so compelling uh mm-hmm. a really quick shout out i want to say hey to david tobin uh he does a production for 3d printing nerd good friend uh, and, and, uh, an entrepreneur himself, he's probably got a number of opinions on this, on this subject too, whether it's being dependent on, on the YouTube algorithms or other third party systems. Hopefully we can get into that in a little bit. Uh, David, if you got time, we'd love to chat with you a little bit. Yeah. It'd be awesome. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, but just to carry on on this thing. So, you know, you talk about the the website, right? And that's, Mm -hmm. that's like, that's your storefront now That is. You, you, you have, you know, Historically, you know, brick and mortar. It's like you're you're investing time in, in building up a place. You yeah, putting your nice uh, logo out on the front of the building and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And now we have these virtual environments, right? And yep. we have to, and that's a super important place, right? But you mentioned Etsy. You mentioned you mentioned Shopify. Like all these tools out there that are very compelling because uh, and 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 they price it. They know what they're mm-hmm. doing, right? They they price it so they yes. want to get you in the door, right? Hey, we're Absolutely. up and running day one, day one, yep. right? And I mean, like, I, I, I did that too. I like, i spent some time looking around uh, and deciding on stuff. And I think I told you, I started with, uh, you know, looking at doing WooCommerce on top of WordPress. And I was a web developer for many, many, many years before this. And I actually didn't go that route uh, intentionally because I knew that I didn't want to be all consumed by the website when there are so many other things that need to happen, right? So I think there is a case to be made for Mm -hmm. when you're starting off, you know, getting – just start selling, you know, getting out. Yes, absolutely. It's not necessarily to say that it's a bad thing to use these third parties, right? Yes. But but you hit the nail on the head earlier saying that, like, anytime that you're going to, you know, agree to use another system, you Mm -hmm. need to make sure you have it in the back of your mind, like, what happens when things change? Because yep. as we all know, there is only one thing certain in this world and that is change. Like things will change. You yes. guys raise your hand if in the last you know month you've received some email from some company you've done business with. It's like, hey, we're updating our terms of service, right? You're like, mm-hmm. I get those almost weekly it seems at this yep. point, right? And, and what recourse do you have, right? You get that and you're like, Well, I don't agree. I mean, your your only recourse typically is like, I'm not going to use this anymore, right? That's
1: exactly it. And that
0: can be a very painful thing for your business when, uh, you know, moving over. You know, I'm pretty invested in Shopify right now. Moving Mm -hmm. over to another thing and like redoing all my products, like importing all my customer data, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. Um, Yeah,
1: it's a painful painful. band aid to rip off, right? And
0: and they know that, right? And so. You know, we'll get into this in a sec, but just the pricing model is, yes. almost, is maddening right for these things because it's like they can see how much money you're making and everybody there's just so many hands in the cookie jar. right? Yep. They're like, oh, oh, you're making uh, you know, over uh, $10,000 a month now. Great. You know, we're gonna charge 3% on this or whatever because you can yep. obviously afford to. Yeah, you like, screw you man. That's that's my money, you know? Like just because I'm successful doesn't mean you have rights to more of my money. But that is that's the the message that seems to be, you know, sent to the business owner these days and and how frustrating
1: is that, right? It, yeah, you're exactly right. And, and and I mean it's not even just with just, you know, the websites in general, but you know, it could be in terms of, you know, locking in for vendors for specific pieces right of the of the puzzle of whatever you're building. Like for us, We deal in chemicals. We build a chemical product. We have to look for reagents. Now, there's a set number of chemical supply companies here in the United States, and that's kind of their sandbox, right? Like, this is what they do. And if they want to demand higher prices, we have no other recourse other than just to accept it, right? unless we can figure out either A could we make the chemical from the ground up or B can we source it from somewhere else outside of our general sandbox right and like sure. for us we're always thinking about ways in which we can say what can get us started but what does the future look like for us as a company in general right and and for me it's a big you know, the term self-reliant is, is really, it resonates with us. We want to be self-reliant, you know, and not controlled by anyone else. For the longest time, we had metal caps and closures for our products, and they sucked. Okay. They were terrible. Yeah. They okay. failed all the time. There was no other way for us to get any other cap because there was only one company that produced these sort of caps for these bottles, Right, oof, oof. It, it, it was very frustrating, right? Well, and that,
0: that feels like a red flag right there. Like anytime you said like there's only one place, like that, mm-hmm. that should that should be a, like a good indicator to people to begin with. But carry on.
1: And so, so we knew going into this it was like, well, we have to use these, right? There's no other choice but to use these. And if you, I don't know if you remember, um, you, you know, you probably don't because you weren't as close to the you know the heartbeat as we were. But people would comment all the time that their gloop had dried up or. That that something happened it, you know evaporated or, or you know air got in and it caused it to spoil um all the time right oh, yeah. and it, it. I, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's super frustrating right and and, yeah. and we had no other you know we, we knew this going into it and we had no other choice but to just say you know what we're gonna do it we're gonna get running and we're gonna leverage our success to build something better right okay, okay. and that's what we did like it took a lot of work, and we had so many trials and errors and like, you know, a bunch of other issues that came up, but we eventually did it, right? And well, how, how long did it take you to get there, if I can ask? About two and a half years, give or take, um, okay. to actually get it in hand. Closer probably to three, to get them in hand and to put them on the products now. But it was, it was incredibly liberating to be able to say, you know what? We're done. Like, I, I called up that company and said, you know what? Since you guys wouldn't be willing to work with us, you weren't doing this, we're done. We're canceling it all. It's, it's over. We're moving forward with our own design, right? Yeah. yeah. And, you, you know, again, it was this whole concept of planning to phase out and play in our own sandbox, right? But use someone else's toys for a while until we can get to the point where we can build our own. Well, right? and,
0: the, and the way I would probably phrase that is that, you know, independence is one of the rewards of success. Mm-hmm. You you when you're getting started, you know, you may as well use other people's stuff because you don't know that this is going to succeed. Right. And so, yes. it's great that you had that mindset of knowing where you wanted to be. Um, playing chess in that regard is really difficult as a as a business, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But but it is it is a reason that you know things like a SWOT analysis exist, and we you know we jot out like what are the threats to what we yep. do, like how do we mitigate those threats. So let, let me take a step back. Like that's a that's a really great story, and I, I love hearing that kind of stuff. But let's take a step back and talk sure. about in your business in this day and age, like what are the third party systems you rely on? Because it, it is somewhat you know, utopian to think that I can be completely independent. You can't, if you're doing business online in this day and age, you cannot be 100% independent. Yeah, you're absolutely right. (laughs) So, so, you know, we, we look at, and thankfully, like, that is why we, uh, you know, as, as participants in capitalist society appreciate competition, right? Mm -hmm. That's why we like to, uh, we have laws against monopoly because competition allows you some degree of freedom and mitigating uh uh the threats of of having somebody just have you completely over a barrel, right? With like yep. there is only one cap supplier, there is only one plastic supplier, or metal supplier, or whatever that is a terrible yep. place that is not good for anybody but that company, right? And yep. I understand that, you know, we have patents and we have there there are other things that exist to like help things along but you know i'm not i'm not going to go into that at this sure this moment (laughs) but but again let's tell me tell me right now and share with you know others out there like what are the third-party systems that you're currently reliant on and where do you feel like the most opportunity for independence might
1: lie in the future sure yeah, so so one of the big ones is, right, still, we, we rely on Squarespace for our e-commerce platform, right? That's mm-hmm. a big one. Um, sure. We rely on Stripe as a credit card processing company, right? right. That's another big one. Um, you know, we also rely on a, um, a Chemtrek, which is uh, an interesting service that, um, you know, they help us do our uh, regulatory requirements for a 24-hour phone service, that sort of stuff with our uh, chemicals, right, when we're shipping and chemical transportation emergencies right um you know it it was specific to us um you know there are also other things like ship station right um where we're you know that's what we use to you know batch and transmit our orders um you know just general software things um of course you have you know like uh the adobe suites or stuff like that for your marketing materials um you know it, it those start to get a little bit more ambiguous, right? In the sense that maybe you can go and look at open source alternatives or other things of that nature, but... There's always trade-offs, right? Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> um, that's kind of one of the, the ones off the top of my head. I'm sure there's plenty more, just in terms of just general business. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. And I, I mean, I can rattle off a couple as well. Like, you know, I'm the same way. We're we're a Shopify-based system. We sure. use we use PayPal. We use Amazon Payments. We use Shopify Payments. There's uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty heavily reliant on UPS for most of our freight but we also sure. you know there so when I say reliant to like that doesn't mean like that is the one and only sure. um but you know we we have our kind of uh you know uh, vendors du jour uh that we you know we we use regularly and and have set up and you know it's part of the workflow uh and so I I say reliant because it, things become a little disruptive when I might want to go a different direction with it but um you know, even at the, at the best, you know, if you're doing business online at the very, very least, right, uh, you, you have to have someone to do web hosting. Or even yep. if you had – you could have your own server, technically. Sure. You could set up your own web server and you could do your own bit. But, like, again, to what end? Uh, ultimately, you ha- still have to have an internet service provider, right? Yeah, you're, you're still having to pay for that. Uh yep. It's probably – you still have to pay an electric bill to run that and so it's like there is no way to be completely independent uh sure and nor is it practical no it's not it's really not so that's where we're kind of like having to do these like weighing you know balancing the whole thing and 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 having i think like you said it's really about having a plan for you know if if somebody changes the terms Mm -hmm. in in a way that just makes it untenable um what's what's the contingency plan right exactly yeah um and, and I, I think, you know, the harder part too is like setting an expectation because there's always going to be stuff that gets messed up, right? And it, mm-hmm. it's, I have these mornings where I wake up to like a terrible issue with, uh, you know, UPS botching something, right? Oh, and the, yeah. the, 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 the desire to want to throw the baby out with the bathwater is high sometimes, <laughs> right? You're like, oh, this again, right? Yep. Because you're, 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 you're just wrapped up in the pain of the original – Thing and it's really hard to take that ten thousand foot view. I'm like, okay, well, what what percentage of orders that I have I had total get go out that worked, you know, delivered perfectly fine, and there wasn't an issue, right? And so it's like yeah. trying to maintain that perspective. That's hard for human. Like we don't do nuance very well, right? Like, you're you're right. Yeah, it feels bin- you're like, oh, this is terrible. It's either great or it's terrible. Yeah, um, and the truth is, it's always somewhere. It's always somewhere in between, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you uh, brought up an interesting one about shipping providers, right? Um, you know, yeah. being kind of bound to those. Um, you, for us it was important to make for sure that we had a you know, a, basically a wide offering, um, you know, so being able to ship through USPS, UPS, FedEx and DHL and not, you know, basically engage in these exclusive or, you know, um, you know, higher tier discounts by saying, hey, yeah, you're not going to work with the other party. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Y- y- you know, so, yeah, it costs us a little bit more. But again, you know, one of the things that I'm, I'm glad we didn't was that uh, UPS did a um, an update uh, with with their uh, how they're handling danger goods they increased some of their uh some of their filing paperwork they increased some of their procedures or like you know added some extra procedures for their dangerous goods you know paperwork and and it was just like okay well this was kind of pointless because it's not required you know by law and it's just you were wanting to you know have this extra stuff for it seems no reason right yeah Yeah. and, and so we just said you know what that's fine we just won't use ups as much anymore Right, yeah, yeah, you know, simple as that. <laughs> well, it, it, where it gets frustrating, though, is for a lot of these giant
0: companies, whether it's a PayPal or a UPS or anything, it's mm-hmm. like, I, I, you know, as a small business, you are still so unbelievably insignificant to their yep. bottom line yep. that that, like, in order to have any kind of like leverage on on, like, I, I don't want to say like you don't want to drop like empty threats on people, but it's like at some point you're like you want to vote with your dollar and say like i'm not i'm not going to do business with you guys yeah when they're this big they don't care you know it's nope. like and and so that that's a really frustrating thing like I, I do so much money flows through paypal for my system but like when you read through their terms of service and their stuff it is terrifying yep. and and when you get big enough like that's when it becomes painful right it's like the the target is on your back when you actually start to move some serious money through there. And they know that they can kind of turn the screws to you and that they can just decide to freeze your account or hold money uh, for review. And they say, Oh, it takes 90 days to review this, you know, thousand dollar charge or whatever. And, and it may be a very cut and dry thing, but they just get to hold it indefinitely receive, you know, uh, interest on it. And, And, and then ultimately you're, you're at their, uh, you know, mercy in terms of what they decide uh, to do. And that's, it's that's terrifying, so frustrating. And then, and then <laughs> it is, it can be terrifying. Well, when it's something as important as your money, right? Yep. Yep. And so, it's the
1: lifeblood of your company, right? right. You know, right. And
0: that's so, that, that's why that's another great reason. It's like, I would never want to do any kind of exclusive thing. It's like, yeah, we, we take payments from multiple sources and mm-hmm. they all have their, nobody's perfect. they all jack up their rates over time. And ultimately the customer ends up paying for it. Um, you know, the, but, uh, it, it's, I, you know, what, what advice do you have for others out there in terms of like, like feeling like you can have some sway over or, or, or do you just need to write off the fact that you will have no sway and your only choice is being prepared to pivot? When, whenever
1: possible. So I think it's a little bit of both, right? I think, for one, you need to, as as your business, you need to evaluate what it is that you're ultimately trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. And where you want to be in the future, right? Um, you know, sure, mo- most people have these aspirations to ha- hey, you know, run this big, multi-million dollar business. So, you know, Maybe you dream bigger, multi-billion dollar business, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Y- y- you know, like, Billion. Sure, yeah, yeah. You know, you have these dreams, these ambitions, right? And then so work backwards from there and say, okay, well, what do I need to do to get to that point? And you, you start taking steps back. Each step of the way, you start basically reducing down um, essentially like these big stepping stones. Um, you know, for us, right, you, you know, I, we've said it before. We, Gloop wants to be the empire of sticky, right? Um, you know, we want to do all sorts of things with adhesives, coatings, sticky stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And in order to get there, you know, there's a there's few businesses you know, uh things that we need to achieve. And we look at it as and say, okay, well what is the most critical aspect of our business? For one, it was our website, right? That was the way essentially that's our that's our retail space, right? Um to, to everyone. Um and how do we make for sure that we are always in control of that aspect, right? Right. Um, And so asking yourself, okay, are there ways in which uh, we can, you know, like... If we can't build our own website right now because it's just too expensive and un- and unobtainable, right? Yeah. Then yeah. what are the known knowns? What are the known unknowns? <laughs> um, and I what are it. the uh, what are the unknown unknowns? Right? What are the things that we know it could change that are going to hurt hurt us? Right? Maybe it's um, you know Squarespace, right? Because uh, that's what we're on. Deciding that they're now going to start taking a piece of the pie, right? Uh, oh, you know, they
0: very well could. You know it, you exactly. Know. Yeah. They yeah.
1: You, you never know no, like say they want to start charging. Okay, well, hey, we're going to start charging, you know, 1% transaction fees, right? Um, you know, because, uh, you know, that's just... the That's how it's going to be, right? What sort of recourse do we have as a business, right? And in some cases, we might not have any. And so then we just have to say, okay, well, this is a known, you know, a a known potential hazard, right? And it's still it's unknown, right? Because we have no idea. So it's one of those unknown unknown or you know, known unknowns, right? And we could start kind of building around it. um, and say, okay, well, what would it take for us to get to somewhere where we can make for sure that that never happens and start working backwards, right? Mm, mm-hmm. um, and so I think that's really what we did as, as a business is, is we knew at some point we wanted to control our own space, right? Another thing, like we still are very small. We still operate, um, you, you know, it's, it's kind of funny, out of my house um and you know i'll kind of be, uh, you know we'll be public about that a little bit and we could move to a, you know a, another location but we are a chemical manufacturer right yep. and there are regulations there are things that we have to do there are th- going to be things that we're going to have to do to that space to make it safe and everything else to do well just like playing in someone else's sandbox if we don't own that space we might have a lease but there's nothing saying at the end of the lease after we've done these modifications or whatever that landlord might say, "Hey, you know, I know you really can't just pack up and move. I'm going to jack up the rent another twenty five percent, right?" Man, and is that
0: terrifying? I mean, I'm I'm going through the same thing. I've got you know probably close to twenty five thousand dollars in tenant improvements in yeah. the place that I'm in. And, exactly. You know, I'm con- like luckily, I, I I I when I was looking around, you know, I'm asking the questions like like what what's you know, looking at who else has been here, how long have they been here? You know, all that stuff, because that is a huge potential, uh, mm-hmm. threat to your business, uh, to have that rug pulled out under you, like moving at large operation. So I can understand, yeah. like it's appealing, you know, to stay under your own roof for as long as possible, because you know, you have some control over that. Exactly, um, But, but you know, the caveat is like, are mm-hmm. you inhibiting your growth potentially as a result of that? Yeah. Um, and and what safety hazards are there by operating a chemical plant in your basement? You know, like yeah. <laughs> so, so there's you know there's obviously you know more to it uh, than just that. Um, you know, this is often why you know long-term leases are common in business. More mm-hmm. there are certainly legal protections out there. Absolutely. Um, but to take a step back, so you, certainly what you're talking about, uh, you know mitigating like like having the mindset of like what is my plan if this all you know comes down because like anything you know i love quoting the martian it's like you work the problem you solve enough problems you get to go home um you you are never fully dependent on any one thing as much as it Mm -hmm. feels like yeah it's gonna be really painful to change Mm -hmm. this but this is life this is business and sometimes you're gonna get dealt a crummy hand and you're gonna need to figure out how to you know uh, rise up and, and and get past it, right? And uh, there are definitely days where you feel like, oh man, is this even worth it? I want to just uh, maybe I just need to shut it all down and walk away. And then you are like, no, nah, that's stupid. Like it really Absolutely. wasn't that bad. Uh, yeah. So there's a, there's a whole psychological component to it as well. But okay, so you, we talk about uh, you know certainly having alternatives is something. Yeah. T- talk to me a second about you know we feel like we're small businesses, right? What mm-hmm. recourse do we have? on pushing back on these larger companies where there's, there's almost a little subtle bullying going on here where they know, like I said, they got you over a barrel. Like, Oh, you don't like it. You don't like it. Yeah. YouTube's like, uh, you don't like it. Uh, you know what? Why don't you go put your stuff on Vimeo? You know, yep. why don't you go see how, how you yep. do, uh, you know, uh, just live stream everything on Twitch or wh- whatever the alternative is, because like that is unfortunately yep. the result of being like the player, right? Yep. Um, it is. You, you can go elsewhere. And so, you know, people that make content, theoretically, you're like, well, you know, my content is really the value. Like YouTube can't exist without me. But they've got so many, you Mm -hmm. know, people out there that, you know, they lose one, 10, 100. Is it really moving the needle? Like how many does it take? Yeah. Um, And how much power do we really
1: have? you know yeah and, and, and that's a tough thing to answer cuz you know individually right like you said you you were insignificant to these guys right beyond but, insignificant yeah yeah but you know together right we start you know growing in power right if we can start you know saying like it's it's a little weird right because in many cases you've got to you've got to kind of plan to be bullied right you got to kind of plan for things to change 100% and and you know if you know if you can anticipate these changes like what are the worst possible changes that can happen to you right um maybe if you're on youtube it's an algorithm change right so how how do you go about fighting that algorithm change right it, it, it's uh, you know obviously i can't speak to this because i don't run a youtube channel but you know maybe it's it's such a way where you're trying to build a, a larger like a, say patreon following or um you know just a general General, you know community following you know a bigger community a private community following mm-hmm. um, so that if a, you know an algorithm change happens, While you might not be getting a bunch of new eyeballs, right, you have your older eyeballs to, you know, continue trying to support you through as you adjust and change to this new algorithm, right, as you figure things out. Um, In terms of, like, you know, for things with business, right, determine what is, you know, kind of the maximum sort of bullying that you can take. Your, Your dollar does speak, you know, volumes, especially if other people... Share this mindset. So, I think as small businesses, you know, we also need to communicate with each other and say, hey, we don't think this is really fair, right? Mm -hmm. And we need to start communicating more instead of just like accepting it as a costed business, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Accepting it as a, oh, this is just what you have to do. Right. Um, You you know, maybe maybe you can call the customer service and it's never going to go anywhere with your complaint, but you get enough people to call customer service and you complain about it. There are times in which it can, you know, it can change. Um, Actually, I look I look at this example um, because this happened to us recently. Um, So. uh, during the last episode, we were talking about um, uh, you know time management, right? And how we were doing things um, ourselves. Uh, because we had more time than dollars, right? And I right. mentioned um, that we used to, like, cut our own labels on a cricket machine, right? Yeah. Um, so we actually ran a cricket machine. We ran several of them to cut labels back in the day. Um, and, you know, Cricket actually released an update saying, hey, they're going to start charging for their cloud-based service, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but the entire maker community fought back right oh, they yeah. all said no this is ridiculous this is terrible you were the ones who took away the desktop application and moved it to cloud base now you're saying in order for me to access that cloud-based platform i've got to pay 20 dollars a month in order to upload more than four designs oh right gosh.
0: It's, a, it's infuriating right it, and it infuri- is infuriating and it's, it, it's a great uh, you know cautionary tale now luckily in that case. Mm-hmm. They actually they actually walked it back a little bit, right? They did. They did. Yeah. They actually
1: yeah. walked it back because enough people banded together and saying this was this was enough. Enough is enough, and right? That's the
0: power of leveraging social media. And so, as much as I, I think we hate seeing like people tweet at FedEx or whatever, like it moves the needle. Like they know yes. that when when it happens in public, you know, transparency is important in that regard. I want to I want to switch gears a second. We were talking about YouTube. Uh, we're lucky enough to have David join us uh here i'm hoping uh, awesome i'm hoping he (laughs) might he might uh share some some wisdomous uh stuff with us in terms of like what uh maybe they do with 3d printed nerd and what he's done with his own businesses david good morning man good to see you good morning happy birthday pooch hey thank you i appreciate that yeah man yeah awesome so how's Uh. the
2: fuel that you can finally drink
0: Uh, yeah yeah. Yeah, i'm easing into it you know like uh, it's it's uh it's good yeah it's funny you you start going the other way as you get older you're like maybe i should like really dial it back a little bit but that's uh, awesome yeah dude oh man it's so good to hear your voice you sound you sound clean now for those of you guys that don't know and i'll let you speak to it david but david runs audio jack and uh, you're a serial entrepreneur as well uh you know give, give everybody the elevator pitch on who the tobin
2: is Um, sure. Uh, so the way I'm connected to this world, I'll start with that. Uh, Joel telling 3d pretty nerd, obviously we know that kid. Uh, we've been friends for like 16 years. We met a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Um, and I've been working in TV for many, many years for over 20 years. And I've worked on tons of different shows as a producer and a lot of different things. And so as he started growing 3d pretty nerd, I was like, Hey man, you know, you ever want, take this next level. If you ever do anything like that one day he called me and he's like, yo, I quit my job at Adobe. And I'm like, Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 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 And I was producing a show for Netflix at the time. And when I wrapped that up, you know, we'd already started doing some stuff and some really cool projects and things like that. And then it just jumped in. And so that's how I'm connected to this world of all of this. And then I have a company called audio Jack, which is totally different. Um, definitely check it out if you have time, but, uh, yeah, yeah i in this space. So I've worked in broadcast. I've actually worked for YouTube. I produced a show for uh, YouTube Red when that was a thing called The Fight of the Living Dead, which was insane. Uh, I don't think wow. I knew that. That's uh,
0: that's crazy. Yeah,
2: that show was fantastic. So it, the concept was taking a um, like an escape room, essentially. But imagine being trapped in a world for like three days and you had to fight zombies of different levels that were like full contact sports to get away kind of thing
0: Jeez. wow <laughs> that sounds terrifying yeah, yeah wow. it's amazing if you look it up it's fantastic so anyway. i will look it up that's that's not that's crazy and you know speaking of next i mean next leveling for Joel, you certainly uh, did. Obviously, you know you had a big hand in uh, uh, connecting him to a lot of uh, uh, bigger players out there in the, in the space. You guys did the Neil Patrick Harris thing recently, which is, I know, uh, thanks to, to a lot of your contacts in the industry. So today, David, we're we're talking about yeah. you know risk mitigation. Uh, obviously, you know YouTube and the algorithm is is a big uh, concern for you guys as content creators. Of a 3D printing nerd, um, I don't know what you know, how you feel sure. like you can speak to that and, and what you guys feel like you do, or if you have like a, a contingency plan, should it all change? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the ultimate contingency contingency plan for
2: anything is always have all your stuff backed up on several hard drives
3: Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh,
2: for whatever you're doing. Uh, but you know, that's on you, but no, I mean, it's, it's a tool like in any business, it's factored into your business model and you look at your goals, where you want to go and how you use it. And you know, it's it's a wonderful asset, but then there's also, you know, we are a full production studio. We have all sorts of stuff going on. And you're going to see a lot of really neat stuff coming from us this year. Uh, as long as there is a world, <laughs> <It's awesome laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> but rather, nor here nor there. But so there's that element of it. But um, you know, that's the really neat thing about it. It's like our product is this educational platform for additive manufacturing and really trying to bring it to the world in a meaningful way that's the goal so we use youtube a lot and you know it's the devil you know and we've been around it for years and but then joel has had a ton of success with tiktok yeah yes um, you know uh, he's got ben pendergrass we have him as a part of the team now and that's been fun to bring ben on you know he came out from canada and he just moved out to the pacific northwest and joined the team and you know, he's got two and a half million followers on TikTok and very wow. active. And Joel is past 100,000. He just gave away a Prusa mini, actually. Um, for He said when he hits 100,000, he was going to give a mini away. And so he just did. He, uh, he's just, awesome. Yeah. Or he's doing it right now, maybe. The, there's a, <laughs> it's live today. At some point, the giveaway is live today.
0: That's so, awesome. Get on
2: TikTok and check it out. Uh, so yeah, so it's using that platform, and then there's Twitch. You know, that's another thing, and we're building out. Like we have a new studio. We're doing a lot of really neat stuff with that. And um, there's a, a spot just so Joel can kind of stream anytime he wants in the TikTok and the uh, in the Twitch space. So it's about looking and diversifying it because I look at it from the other side too, as someone who's created other businesses and companies, like from YouTube standpoint. Like, yeah, we busted our ass to get here and now we have this tool and I agree if they're a dick you got to put them in check Mm -hmm. and everyone has to speak out but also you have to know they're a business they're trying to make money their goal is to satisfy their investors so you have to use them for what they are but also keep evolving your business plan and look ahead and keep realizing how you can move because if you're there's a saying if you're not moving forward you're moving backward in business and it's that element of it like you have to keep evolving and pivoting and going and not every day but like constantly evolve your goals and your business model to react with the world so you don't become a victim. got it.
0: That's a really that's a really great point and I think a lot of times, you know, anytime uh, we hear about like an algorithm change, there's all types of people that are out there just screaming bloody murder. Oh, this is mm-hmm. unfair. I was making, you know, this much before and now like this month I'm making nothing. But you know, the it's almost it's almost a, a backhanded uh uh yeah. benefit in a way that if it forces you as a company to pivot because if you can't pivot if you can't weather those storms mm-hmm. you're not going to be around like you can't ever hitch your yeah. course to just one wagon right absolutely
2: uh, sure i mean it's that element of like i mean you have to like i look at a business as a living breathing thing like you have to keep feeding it or whatever and if you think that like if you're mad because someone made a change then it's it's like arguing with someone because their views are different than yours. It's like, it yeah. can't be, ma- it's like, it's <laughs> silly. It's like, this is what's going on. It's like, you need to keep evolving. And yeah, it, it sucks and it's a pain. And when there's big changes, it's whatever. But hopefully, the individual, the business reevaluates their business plan because then they look at a pain point and they're like, whoa, we're really vulnerable here. We right. need to mitigate this risk in some manner and look at it pragmatically so you can kind of advance your goals because you should be looking at your you know your ROI if we have to spend all this time and effort to deal with this problem then we're wasting money that we should be investing somewhere else mm-hmm.
0: 100%. And speaking of change, they got rid of my 100% emoji here. So oh I'm oh gonna no. Throw, <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw a love up for that. I like that's, that that's way that's, better. I like that. Yeah, cool. yeah. No, but I mean that's that's uh that's yeah. very well said, man. I mean like Absolutely. Jeez, it, it's uh it, it's 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 good. I think it's a good thing. I think people need to just, yeah. you know, first of all, take away the entitlement, right? It's like, you, you know what? You're playing in somebody else's space. Like, they're a business too. You you know, we don't look at that side oftentimes. That, you um, know, that it's interesting you mentioned that. I didn't mean to cut you off, but you
2: said something really interesting. It's like, you know what? If that sandbox didn't exist,
3: mm-hmm. you
2: wouldn't be able to do the shit you're doing. So You wouldn't be, be here in the first place. Yeah. 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 It's like, okay, and don't be mad about it. Like, just, come on, be happy. This exists.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Right. But I mean, that's, that's the world we live in, right? It's like, it's just people want what's easy. Inertia is a, is a strong (laughs) thing for people, you know, they're like, but I have it. You know, I've invested all this time and energy in getting it this way and now you're changing it on me like this is where I'm supposed to you know get the gravy and it's no that's not that's not how it works uh, mm-hmm. you gotta be able to pivot so it's been really awesome I've, I've been lucky enough to be up to Joel's new place and I can see the moves like that you guys are putting in play and it's brilliant you know bringing on new people that bring in new audiences, oh, yeah. having having a space now like Joel showed me like they I and I, I don't think this is a spoiler but it's like there's this great little spot in the in the house where he's like this is just gonna be our podcast podcasting space right? oh yeah so yeah. when we get into that and it was such a just like a chill little spot and i could i could just see it you know and i'm like that's, awesome that's great right well, that's the fun of it all that's the thing it's like you i look at
2: businesses and things of like how many verticals can you create out of this as you're doing like with audio jack like we have a bunch of different categories audio jack started it and its use was in um education and art writing programs all over the place, and then moved into working with senior care and then after school programs and then with the blind and all these other places. It's like everyone can use the, the same thing, but in different ways. So it's all these different areas. It's like with 3D printing nerd. You know, I've talked to Spotify about other stuff in the past and didn't do that. But now it's like, hey, we can create our own thing and do other, you know, all these interesting conversations and they all kind of evolve. It's like, well, yeah, like for each platform, we could have a room for it. We have a Twitch streaming room that's going to be like in his office or something we're going to build out. You know, and then we have a podcast room that we can do. So we can just have these things ready to go, and that's how we can keep telling the story and evolving as other platforms happen.
0: No, I love, I love that, and like I said, I think yeah. that, that that evolution is oftentimes a reward of success. Like when you're first getting started, you know, you're gonna you're gonna invest in one. You you have limited resources, right? So you got to yeah. start somewhere. So maybe David, speak for a, a second, and whether it's with Jack or this, like the importance of like getting to market and proving out something first. And not trying to do too many things all at once, but you know, having it in the back of your mind that uh, we need to go wide eventually. You know, like like how do you, how does a, a small business strategize? Well, that? part of that
2: is going to be just the fact of you can only physically do so much, so you're going
0: to mm-hmm, get limited mm-hmm.
2: real quick because you're going to burn out, hit walls, all sorts of things. So many
0: hours in the day. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Exactly. It'll get unhealthy. But also, I think it's being patient and also evaluating where you're at, depending where you're at in the business. I think if you've laid your bedrock and you're ready to move forward and start looking at it, you know, as they say, you know, hit the low hanging fruit, shake the tree a little bit, see what's out there and and really evaluate your market and be like, Ooh, you know what? And for us, it was after school programming. They saw the value in audio jack and they were like, wow, this is great. And then through that, it went out and then I was able to build a use case on that. So now I had sales tools to show other people and then it grew from there. And also I got to learn in a very forgiving market
1: where I could
2: could test the waters and and figure out what really doesn't work in the in the real space and i think that's for any business Mm. Mm i mean with like 3d printing nerd we've tried all sorts of different series for um a while we did a thing called today in 3d printing and it's something that i wanted to do and we tried it was great but it's not something we want to do all the time like if you look at it there's a playlist for it yeah it's more of a magazine style thing and it's like oh we could do that too it's like you know you play around stuff oh we want to live stream cool let's do that you know what we want to
0: do some shorts you know it's I, and I, I, really love that. Actually, the today and three D printing. I don't. I, I feel like I'd seen two or three of them. I don't know how many of you guys actually did, but I, I, I really could appreciate what you guys were trying to do there. And it's, it's interesting because you know the feedback that you get. I'm sure people are like, oh, you know, this is there's is good and bad, right? But like being able to step back and evaluate that in terms of like, well, how well did this like move the overall needle? And but your point is well taken. Like you're gonna, you're gonna try, and you're gonna fail on certain things. And that's part of the process. And that's okay. Um, oh, yeah, We're also yeah.
2: doing market research. You're also seeing, because like when we do those, like I geared those specific stories to focus on commercial and practical uses of additive manufacturing, which is, you know, there's a lot of makers out there do a lot of really fun stuff yeah. on it, but it's also a tool that if you use correctly, just like your iPhone, like I've built audio Jack so I can run a complete company from a phone. Mm -hmm. um i travel the world from without having to bring anything with me it's amazing and it's like
0: that is amazing you can do
2: that like there's ways to do that and it's like okay how do i apply to a 3d printer like with this machine i could generate revenue from this
0: thing not just make fun stuff like it's a really interesting thing to look at oh man and that's i mean that is where my passion ultimately i mean i love 3d printing and i I think the models and the artistic talent and stuff—that's fantastic, and I love that. I don't have an artistic bone in my body in that regard, but I really love seeing people leverage this tool and other tools like it to bring stuff to market uh, in, in in a actual sellable, you know, usable thing. And it's interesting because, like you were just saying, I have a business where I can test the waters. On product very quickly, and I can pivot because of the tool sets that I use—the laser cutting, the three D printing, CNC—you yeah. know—all those things. Like we are in this unprecedented time of being able to like make product quickly and get it out there quickly, and and see if it sells. And if it doesn't, no big deal. I'll pivot to the next thing. Um, but <laughs> that's that's kind of a scary proposition for uh, a lot of people, right? Well, it depends what you're doing, you know, it's like, anything. Yeah. for me, I'm
2: really interested in the educational side of additive manufacturing, just because of how it applies to so many other fields, just the basic knowledge of it and how it can really help the workforce of tomorrow. And I think that's the interesting thing about it. And what also it allows us to do, like, that's the thing on it. But the only way that works is if it's practical. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, I appreciate your, your time and insight on this. I mean, it's, it's Chipping, any number of ways, obviously, that, uh, you know, businesses can go this day, whether you're a content creator, whether you're actually making physical product, whether you're a brick and mortar. Um, and if any of the rest of you guys uh, want an opportunity to jump on and ask a question, now's kind of our time going to wrap up in the next 10, 15 here. Um, but, uh, it's, this is a really, this is a really potentially deep topic, right? Because we are dependent on other businesses in this day and age to operate. And there is some degree of, of risk associated with any business decision that you make. Uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing. And I think being able, you know, like David said, and like Andrew said earlier, uh, to, you know, make those decisions with the mindset of like, okay, how am I going to be able to mitigate this if something changes uh, is really important. Andrew. Like, yes. <laughs> what, like, what, if you were to like wrap this whole thing up with the bow, I mean, what is, <laughs> what is your advice in terms of like, say somebody is just getting started in uh, not maybe not getting wrapped up in the paralysis by analysis issue where you're like ah I don't want to do this because then this because it's so easy to to let fear dictate what you're doing and that's not going to get you anywhere either right yeah so yeah. when you're when you're doing your decision making mm-hmm. what is your advice for like you know planning it out in a way where you're taking calculated risk reasonable risk and and having a contingency plan.
1: Sure. Yeah. Well, first I want to thank David for all of the comments he made that, you know, super helpful. Thank you for sharing. Um, you know, that's a great question. Um, for 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 what I can say what we did, right? Um, you know, I'm a very analytical guy, right? And I love taking deep dives on why are things the way that they are. Um, and, and I understand that that might not be for everyone. But I think just in general um if you if you can try and envision where you want to be in the end right what what is your main goal um and understand as well that you're not going to probably achieve that end goal um, exactly as you picture it now. Oh right. Um, yeah. So it's never, it's never the it, way
0: you planned it on paper. Yeah.
1: Right? So be okay with that change, right? Um, be okay or or plan to you know basically fail and not achieve that goal. But maybe it's a parallel to that goal, or maybe it's something else entirely, right? Um, you know, you can you you can see stories of startups that they go off. And and do one thing entirely. Um, You know, there's a company here that we know. um, They're called No Limbits. Uh, They started 3D printing um, accessories for, um, you know, uh, basically uh, people who have had uh, amputations, right? Uh, Legs Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, arms. They were uh, printing, you know, uh, fun things for, you know, people to use. Eventually that pivoted into they are now working on accessible clothing, right? It's completely different, but... You know, it was it was that thing that you know they they wanted to play in this space where they were helping you know amputees, um, you know, in, in some capacity, right? And so they were able to just kind of pivot and move. So I think the big thing is is try and create a list of you know what what you could say your know, known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns, right? <laughs> um, you know, and and figure out essentially you you know how how do you limit the unknown unknowns, right? And mm-hmm. if there is something in the category of, a you know, a, a known unknown, like, y- you know, something can change, but you don't know how it's going to affect, what can you do to pivot around that, right? Well, how can right. you spin that in a positive way? Right. Um, and you don't have to spend a whole lot of time, but just keep it in the forefront, right? And keep constantly monitoring where things are go- And going. And I think also the big thing is, is, plan for your own success right plan for where you're going to be and you know say this is what you're going to accomplish and figure out ways in which you can make that easier for yourself right if it's if it's using shopify for now then great but Always keep in mind that maybe you want to pivot away from that and you want to be more reliant on yourself. And so what are the processes that you need to put in place or what are the steps that you need to do to achieve that goal, right?
0: You you know, that's really really well said. And it's something that I think we probably don't do enough of because we get so wrapped up in the day-to-day that we don't stop and analyze where we are and where we're going. David, I don't know if you're still with us, but my question for you would be, like, are you a big, like, are you a list guy? Are you a planner? Like, do you spend some time reflecting on where you've been and where you're going? Yeah. Hi. I'm back. Yeah, I'm here. Um, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, and you it, have to. I have Post-its yeah.
2: um, on things because it's also – there is, it is kind of fun being able to scratch something off the list or crumple up something and throw it in the trash. Like, Oh yeah. There's a little bit of that, especially since so much what we do is digital. It's nice to have something physical to connect with.
0: Yeah. But
2: um, yeah, I actually have the, um, in, uh, so I've, a. I call it the imagination station at my house. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. There's, I mean like one wall is like all musical instruments and the other one's like got a 3d printer here and stuff. But, um, the, uh, in there, um, it's yeah it, it that's it man
0: absolutely it's uh, it sounds so zen man i want to go to the imagination stage i know you man. gotta wanna and i wanna i wanna just like you know just get get down and take a step back but i mean it's that's yeah. one of those things but where in it's
2: there i'm like, saying but i'm saying in there yeah there's a wall that i actually bought the giant post-its um oh and nice too. and the wall is the giant post-its So it's like all serene, but then there's those. So I completely believe in lists and be able to do that. I actually moved it to a door now. Okay. Um, But yeah, things like that. Yeah, it's really helpful because, I mean, I connect the dots backwards. And that helps me understand where I'm going and
0: what's worked and what hasn't worked. right? Right, right. And sometimes you need those things staring at you a little bit. I'm a whiteboarder myself. So like I have that white border in my office and I jot down and like some of that stuff's been up there for months, right? But it's like it's always kind of right there and I look at it and I have to walk past it every day. And it's it's one of those less glamorous things. Like, I think a lot of people don't take enough time to like – whether it's post-it notes or writing down, it's like you really – you have to do that because it's just way too easy to get sucked into the day-to-day vortex
1: if you don't – maintain them. oh yeah we've got we've got three whiteboards here
2: <laughs> well under above my terminal my, my main computer setup um is a board that's half whiteboard half corkboard, and the cork board's like all filled with what you'd call it like, it's not a vision board it's just a lot of awesome photos and pictures and shit yeah but i guess it would be even the other side's a
0: whiteboard right there with um upcoming projects yeah nice is, it, is there are there like strings tied to what like it's like some sort of crime drama or, <laughs> you, know, you know just just not time. Yet. <laughs> not yet i'll save that for the seattle office uh, dude, that's, uh, <laughs> that's wait is that a tease are you going up to seattle now are you-
2: no i will well i i need to go up there and visit them no but we are we are heading to central california for a shoot uh
0: next week Whoa, woo. Oh, that's sweet. central Cal. Like, like when I hear central California, I think like Fresno. Well, so Stockton. I used to
2: live there. That's a good point. So we're heading okay. to the central coast ish. We're going to uh, Paso Robles for a
0: shoot. Oh, so I went to school at Cal Poly at San Luis. Obispo. Oh, very yeah, close. Yeah, that's where to they're there.
2: flying into. I'm driving up from LA to Fresno, hanging with some family for a bit. Then I'm heading Beautiful. across yeah. to pick them up at the airport. And then we're shooting in uh, Paso Robles
0: for a shoot. And we're doing some work with Massive It. Oh, that's going to be awesome! I didn't know they were down in Paso. That's fantastic. They're not.
2: They're based in Israel, and their showroom and headquarters in America is in Atlanta. But we're going to the people who are... they have machines all over, and so we're going to a specific company to show how they're using it.
0: Oh, that's really cool, man! I I look forward to that. That's going to be yeah, great to that see. That machine is nuts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it really is. I know you got I remember. What was it? Uh, what was the show you guys were just at where you were actually oh, showing Germany, them off? Formne- yeah, the for- Form Next, right? Yeah. yeah. Man, man, you guys always have something cool coming up. I, I love that. What a rewarding, uh, uh, you know, space to be in, and uh, you're just an awesome team. And I'm really happy for you know your guys' growth and uh, you know the oh, people I you like guys it. surround yourself with. I mean, it's because we surround
2: ourselves with you. That's why you like it. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm blessed that uh, that you've brought me uh, uh, along oh, for parts of the journey. And and man, I can't. I'm serious, man. I can't wait to get to back to Prague. Hopefully we can do another music festival and ride the wacky bikes again and all that stuff, dude. That was so yeah. much fun. Yeah,
2: hopefully there's awesome live events again. I want some more maker fairs.
0: Oh make I think everybody's yep. just itching for that now. And well, it, Murph. Are you, Murph, Murph is on. I got. Yeah, I we booked, got our rooms. I booked. Murph. I got my rooms. Oh, I got mine. Nice. <laughs> It's going to be good. People are itching for it. Uh, yeah. Hey, I want, I want to loop Ethan's uh, Ethan's dad in here really quick. He's uh, He's got his hand up. Yeah, sweet. And, and uh, let's see what, what he's got to say. Marcus, hold on a second here. We're going to bring you in. Marcus. Connecting. How's it going, man? Long time. It's been a bit. Let's wait for him to... So how are you doing hey, Marcus? Coach. hey
3: everyone else yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. Um, have a question as much but I did want to share something on, on the topic of the third party stuff It's just Please. my you know, my experiences so oh. a lot of people think when you're thinking about um, you know looking at a third- party service you're often looking for an easy way in like can I can I import my data and get into it um, easily but I think just as importantly, is to, to look for an easy way out. Do they have an easy way to get your data back back out of the system? Because if there's two services and you're comparing them, you know, um, think about the way that one customer is um, trying to keep your business, if they ha- have an easy way out, right? They're trying to, to c- compete and keep the, be- the relationship uh, mutually beneficial. Whereas the, the, the other service, if you have no easy
0: way out, you know, they, their strategy is, you know, it's obviously different. Yeah, no, that's a fantastic point. And I think uh, um, Andrew alluded to that a little bit at the, at the very beginning. But we talk about how a lot of these third-party companies almost uh, – unfortunately, like, build that into their model a lot of the mm-hmm. time where they don't give you an easy way out because they don't want you to go out, right? And so, that's a very, very, very important thing to look at. Like, what is their data retention policy? Like, what kind of backup system? I mean, think about how nuts it is that we just depend on these third parties and trust that they're keeping it all safe. David brought up a big point. Like, yeah, they put all their stuff on YouTube, but man, they gotta have the backups. Like, their, their content is their is them, is their brand is their content and so mm-hmm. you know you cannot uh be dependent on any one place for something that that's that's that mission critical um great point great point yeah um andrew when you were talking about that earlier like was there a specific uh, uh entity that you, you know you mentioned the the web the website Mm-hmm. But but um, obviously, like, payment gateways, uh, book we didn't really talk about bookkeeping software, but obviously, like, you know, I talked to you in, before about, like, QuickBooks. I'm like, yeah, I've yep. got all my financial data in there, and I use the online thing, which is great because I can use it from anywhere and don't worry about it. But, you know, my dad asked me, he was like, well, how are you backing all that up? And I'm like, uh, they're backing it. I mean, like, I was like, dad, that's kind of yeah. sad. And I'm, there are ways to export, right? Yeah, but, sure. But... but- what ends do we need to go to to protect ourselves for stuff like that?
1: Well, yeah, but you know also ask yourself what other platforms are there besides Intuit? right for yeah. your tax accounting software there are commercial solutions but those aren't easily accessible you can hire an accountant that you know like going to do it old school but they're probably also still using quickbooks or intuit systems right yeah. <laughs> yeah. so they you know oftentimes th- are, yeah that's that's one of those things where they're they're goliath and uh they they have the market cornered. <laughs> yeah, and um, I mean, I know there's uh, there's other there's Netsuite there's,
0: there's yeah Zero, there's other things out there, but I mean the point is the same. But what Ethan says, like uh, uh, Ethan's mm-hmm. saying that that we we put a lot of trust in in these entities a lot of the time and uh, oftentimes at our own peril, right? And yep. so, um, you know, obviously something to to think about and uh, and be mindful of and making sure you have a backup plan. Uh, yeah. because I'll tell you what, the IRS isn't going to care if they, if you're like, oh, I lost all my financial <laughs> data. They're like, well, uh, that's on you. Uh, yep. so, so. <laughs> hmm. yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, well, if anybody else has any other commentary I want to jump on really quick, that's fine. Otherwise I'm going to say, I think we're going to wrap up. I know, uh, everybody wants to get back to their day. Uh, I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend plan. David, did you have something you wanted to, to add to that? No, I just
2: wanted to say thanks for uh, having me out. It was a nice chatting with y'all.
0: Yeah, man. It's always yeah, thank a pleasure. You. Let's do it again soon, and uh, enjoy your weekend, man. I hope you're getting out and enjoying some some good weather down there. Going to play
2: golf in the morning, and then driving up to
1: Fresno.
0: Yeehaw. Uh, yeehaw. All right. Guys, enjoy, can, brother.
1: You guys can come up here and play in the ice and snow. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm ready for yeah. spring. I'm done with the ice and snow. I'm yeah, done I with do. the ice and snow. Uh,
0: awesome well listen it's been great seeing you guys uh thank you to everybody that chimed in thanks for for listening and hopefully we get another one of these out next week uh i know i have a good time with it andrew has a good time with it and uh hopefully it was give you some information some stuff to think about um you know something that's hopeful helpful for you and in, in your business and uh and if you uh you know have questions or comments uh you know let us know tweet at us uh you can find us uh 3d gloop and at Repcord on uh on Twitter and all the other spaces. So, yeah. All right. All right. Good rap. Good show, man. Have a great weekend, everybody. And uh, I'm going to sign off now. See you. Have a good one. Bye-bye.